a Radio 191 FM pod. But right now on the line, I'm joined by author Gay Buckingham. Atamaria, Gay. Oh, good morning. How are we today? Well, lovely Dunedin day, a little bit grey, but going to turn blue. It is going to turn blue. It's going to be a beautiful Utiputi morning uh, in the yep. afternoon. Uh, right, you're on the show this morning because we're going to talk about your book, Kakaball Keeper, uh, your first time, uh, your first novel. Um, the book is a fictional diary of a 14-year-old, um, Andrew Burt. Uh, Andrew is uh, an assistant of a real human, um, Richard Henry, uh, who was the chief... Um, Conservator on Revolution Island, uh, which is in Tamatea, uh, Dusky Sound, in Fieldland. Uh, who was Richard, and um, what work did he do? He's a fascinating uh, character, really, Jamie. He, at the end of the 1800s, he was uh, appointed to the position of conservator um, over in Dusky Sound because there was a, a growing realization that the attempt made by farming settlers to get rid of the rabbits they had introduced by introducing mustelids, uh, weasel stoats, um, they had created this dreadful situation where all the native birds were dying off. And in the Victorian kind of thinking of the time, they thought, well, if we had a little island, we could have a few of these um, birds which are all going to disappear. Very defeatist attitude Hmm. in many ways. Um, but the fact remains, there was one man who put up his hand and was dedicated to the task. And the research that he did, although he was apparently a failure at the time, there was a weasel scene on the island that um, he'd put the birds on. In fact, much, much later, the work that he did, the research that he did, was used in our own current Parkapool recovery program. Yeah, yeah. Um, so why did you decide to write from the point of a fictional character instead of the straight biography? Because a much better biography had already been written. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's the easy answer. That's very... <laughs> yeah. Um, now, there's a couple called Suzanne and, and John Hill who, who, wrote, who researched and wrote extensively about Richard Henry and the work that he did, and... It would be foolish to try and compete with that. There was nothing that I would be able to add. But I did find that the imaginative side and the emotional side of Richard Henry interesting. And that's really what I tried to convey through the character of um, young Andrew. You're more of a humanised look at things. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I imagine um, the research must have been quite instinct, uh, quite quite massive. You, you must have had to uh, do a lot of research for this book. Yes and no. As far as um, the actual sequence of events go, that was reasonably straightforward because Henry kept extensive notes and journals. Yeah. Um, but then I've also interspersed the book with a lot of material about our wildlife and about conditions and ways of life and contemporary events. Uh, so they're sprinkled through the book in the manner of um, something like a Victorian journal the way they used to make little sketches of things and that before they used photography. And so all that research had to be spot on correct.
Yeah, he yeah he was quite prolific uh, in his writings. Um, he, he wrote, was. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he wrote didn't have much else to do in the evenings. I would imagine. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, yeah. Wrote a lot of articles for the Otago Witness, which was the precursor, of course. Well, actually, I think it competed with the Otago Daily Times for a while before they merged. Um, yeah. And a few other papers around uh, the country, uh, as well as writing a book and some and for some scientific journals as well. Um, and I imagine they're all down at the Hocken. Potentially, um, actually, a lot of his original work is at the um, Archives New Zealand in George Street, the Dunedin branch. Oh, yeah. But yep. in the course of writing the book, it actually almost all of his material went online. So, when I first started the book, I was trotting down there, and, and a wonderful feeling picking up his papers and reading them. You know, the hair on the back of the neck stands up sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then, by the time the book was actually at publication stage, everything was online. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what what led you to Richard's story? Um, I had sailed in the area on a yacht and spent time over there, and it's an extraordinary place to be, and a great privilege to be there. Nice. After I left, I was trying to write a novel, and everything I wrote, this bloody Richard Henry kept popping back in. <laughs> in <the end. laughs> I decided I had to do something with him, so... Pretty much how it, how it happened. And, and the the character of Andrew, how does he develop throughout the book? Um, and you know, what are what are the ideas behind him? I was trying to make it relevant to young people today, and his his experience over there was very much the classic hero's journey. Jamie, um, you know, he left the comfort of his home for unknown places. He had to contend with quite um, challenging circumstances over there. Along the way, he learned a great deal from Richard Henry himself. And eventually, he came to love birds and see them and love them for their own sake. So that the youth who set off thinking he might find fame and become as famous as the person who looked after the, the kakapo. And he was sort of comparing himself, oh, you know, dead as a dodo, maybe it'll be, you know conservation, him, kākāpō and all that kind of thing. By the end of the book he's discovered there's far more important things than worldly success and that was his deep love for the birds and the need to, to look after them. Nice. So um, so the book is aimed at all age ranges then? It's been interesting. I thought I was aiming it at about 14, which is why I made him that age. Um, the number of adults have said, well, it doesn't feel like a kid's book has been very um, well, it's been a thrill for me, really. It means that it's relevant to anybody at any age. And much younger children, I'm told, have enjoyed it too. Nice, nice. And um, so where can we get a copy of the book? Our dear and darling university bookshop, of course. Oh, right underneath me yep. as I speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I have to put a plug in for them here. They're always so supportive of local writers. It's um, it's a great joy. Indeed. And uh, Paper Plus stock it, I believe. And... Um, smaller bookstores around South and Otago. Very good. And I've got a, a copy to give away as well um, to a lucky listener. So if anyone wants to win a copy of uh, Cockleball Keeper from Gay Buckingham, they can uh, text now. Text 0212 Radio 1. That's 0212723461. And if you miss out on that, go buy yourself a copy at UBS. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Gay. It's a fascinating book. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, you are yep. more than welcome. Um, and um, I look forward to chatting to you uh, for your second novel. Great. Have okay, a wonderful Jamie. day.
Cheers. Bye-bye. It was Gabe Buckingham, the uh, author of Kakabal Keeper, um, the, based on the true story of Richard Henry, uh, who spent a lot of his time of his life on Revolution Island um, looking after the kakapo. Uh, there and wicca and kiwi amongst other animals uh, keeping away from the dirty old stoats um, and uh, yeah, it follows the tales and the diaries of Andrew Burt who is uh, his fictional assistant on the island uh, check it out This was a Radio 191 FM podcast you can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found